Hey everyone, this is Sphinx, and I hope you've been enjoying Last Action Podcast and the other podcasts here at Gamezilla Media. We invite you to check us out on patreon.com slash Media and support us at either the $1 or $5 tier. If you become a patron at $5 a month, you get tons of additional content, including our monthly special called The Post-Credit Scene. Thanks for your support, and hasta la vista, baby. It's 1995. Action sports enthusiasts rejoice as the X Games are first broadcast on ESPN. The website Auction Web debuts, but would become more well-known two years later when it changed its name to eBay. And if Antonio Banderas has not thanked you, don't worry, he will. GameZillaMedia.com It's time for the last action marker! Pop quiz, hot shot! Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need the need for speed. Please, we can kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Desperado Why don't you come to your senses You've been out riding fences For so long now Oh, you're a hard one I know that you got got your reasons These things that are pleasing you can hurt you somehow. Welcome, everybody, to the Last Action Podcast. I am Hovercraft Joe, and sitting directly next to me in the, the pilot seat is the Sphinx. Are you a desperado, Hovercraft Joe? <laughs> it's true. I'm always uh, I'm out, you know, out of the fences. And you got to let somebody love you. Yeah, I really do. Before it's... Before it's, it's too late. late, it's true. I gotta, yeah, <laughs> it's really true. Uh, how are you doing, Sphinx? I am fantastic. This is episode number three, where we are without LPJ. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but we are we are not alone here in the studio. We have a returning guest, one of our favorite guests, back for his, I think, fourth appearance. Uh, it's Devin, everyone. Hey, guys. How you doing? <laughs> I'm great. How are you, Devin? I, I'm doing well after that nice rendition of that song there. <laughs> yeah? Did you like my little added oh, yeah. pieces to it? That was perfect. Uh, Devin, it's great to have you back. Yeah, it's, always great to be here. It's uh, been a minute, but you're here for our uh, LPJ-less episodes. Yeah, so. my first one without LPJ. <laughs> They're a lot better. Yeah, I'm, I'm already liking it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if it, it hasn't been clear, we are doing uh, the movie Desperado uh, d- tonight or today for this episode. <laughs> um, and the pick by Devin, but I, he, I think, has a little more to say about that. We had a little bit of a back and forth about what he was going to do. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it, it wasn't my first choice. <laughs> uh, I still love the movie, and obviously we'll talk about that, but yeah. um, I had thrown out, geez, I don't know, six, seven, eight other movies that, that were ahead of this one, <laughs> and uh, I kept getting turned down. So, Well, I, I think it was a couple of them that you picked were that we, we were like, I was like, well, we can't do it without LPJ. Mm. You know, like, they were kind of like... And then you, he's locked in that closet behind. Yeah. Him, oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then like you picked another one that was like we already have reserved for another guest. Yeah. yeah. And then you picked. <laughs> I'll just I'll mention it. You threw out. You were like, well, what about Kill Bill? And I was kind of like, Bleh. I was like that. I think I told you that movie was a little dense. too dense. You, you, <laughs> I said yeah. it was dense. And you know, like we'll pull back the curtain. We record a lot of episodes at once, and it was kind of a fast turnaround for us. We had a couple weeks to prepare for these episodes, and I was like. Bleh. So yeah. it came down to between two. I was like, well, I think I was like, oh, either of those two would be fine. <laughs> exactly. You pointed me in the direction that you wanted me to go. <laughs> so so I helped him out a little bit. Yeah. Like, Kill Bill, though, I would have been all over that. Oh, I yeah. And I, yeah. I, I like the movie. I just like getting prepared yeah. in two weeks. I just was like, that movie's like two and a half hours, if not three long. A lot of dialogue. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, it is. And you I described w- it well with the word dense. So I was just oh. like, that would be a movie when we have, you know, like three, four weeks to prepare. But it is one we wouldn't want LPJ to be with because, well, we tried in Glorious Bastards and 
Yeah, that didn't. That, I, that, that didn't go. You well. guys had some issues with that episode, right? Well, we had issues with him. Oh, oh. <laughs> Chops and I did a great job. We thoroughly enjoyed talking about that movie, but LPJ was was not having it. So <laughs> he made that very clear on that episode. But we're not talking about LPJ because no. he's not here. We're talking about Desperado, right. which I am extremely um, happy. I'll just say it out right now that this movie was brought on to us. Um, yeah, you know, speaking with Kill Bill and Quentin Tarantino, you know, this movie is Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, yep, that is directing, producing, uh, and wrote the film. Right. And uh, so I didn't know this, but this is actually a sequel. Yeah. Yes. To, so El Mariachi was yeah. the first movie, yeah, ninety three, yeah, which is like an all from what I understand, like an ultra low budget. Film. I think I saw seven seven thousand dollar budget. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and I've seen it before. I think I've only seen it once. Oh, you've seen it? Oh yeah, I've seen it. It's it's very low rent. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, it's not Banderas either, right? No, someone it's, else. It's plays some other him. guy that I believe actually makes an appearance yeah, in this movie. I think he's one of the guys, one of his buddies that shows up with the fancy guitar yes. cases. Yes. Okay. Um, it's it's not as entertaining, um, you know. Obviously, it's a seven thousand dollar budget, but I have seen it before. Have you then? And they made a sequel to this. Yes. That, uh, was it Once Upon a Time in Mexico? Yeah. Have you seen that? I saw that in the theater, I oh, believe, okay. when it came out, because I was such a big fan of this movie. Yeah. Um, and Johnny Depp's in that movie, and my <laughs> wife's a big fan of Johnny Depp, oh, so it was like, that. well, let's go see that one in the theater. I think it came out in two thousand three. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. I've never seen El Mariachi, or have I never yeah. seen um, Once Upon a Time in Mexico? Yeah. So I still would say this one's my favorite of the three. Okay. Um, and I just, I mean, we, we talked about 95, but this, I have a release date of August 25th, 1995, but kind of, I mean, we've, we've gotten to a little bit, but what, what, are, what is kind of your first like introduction or what do you remember about this movie? You know, I, I got a, I think I was 13 or so when this came out. Um, I doubt I saw it right when it came out. I have a feeling I saw this in high school with like buddies, you know, at a sleepover or whatever, hanging out at a buddy's house. I can't recall exactly. Um, but I feel like it was, you know, mid to late nineties when I saw this movie. Right. Sphinx? This was my first time watching it. Oh, really? really? Yeah. I And honestly, I'll, I'll say it right now, too. This is not at all what I thought this movie <laughs> was about. Like, it's funny that we played Desperado to begin with. I thought it was kind of based off the, the, the song. <laughs> not so kidding you, you. So you were not excited to see it, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, well, <laughs> when I saw it was Robert Rodriguez, I was like, oh, okay. Like, that, that got me interested. Because Tarantino and Rodriguez are favorites of mine. Yeah. So when I saw that it was him... Um, I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm going to give this a shot. And I, I thought it was more, yeah, like kind of like a cowboy westernish yeah. movie. And that, that's not at all what we get in this film. So, oh. um, and for me, uh, I mean, 95, I didn't see it in the theaters. I remember specifically, this is a movie that, uh, LPJ and I <laughs> rented and watched in the basement of his parents' house when it was out, you know, I got it at the video store and watched it. And I, I, I have a vivid memory of watching it, you know, for that first time. Uh, I hadn't seen it in a long time, uh, kind of until the viewing of it. For I would say it's I I don't I maybe seen it. This might be my third viewing of it. You know, like I hadn't seen it the original time and maybe one other than this. But so I I was I wasn't sure. I didn't I kind of remembered it, but then you know we'll talk more about it. But then like as soon as I started watching, it I was like oh yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, I hadn't seen it in a while. I'd say at least 15, 20 years. Oh, yeah, me I, too. I feel oh, like sure. I haven't seen yeah. it, yeah. Okay. For sure, yeah. I, I like how, wait, there was a time when you could actually hang out at the at LPJ's basement? Because <laughs> whenever I've known that family, <laughs> that basement has just been cluttered. Well, I mean, there, there was still stuff in the basement, but we still hung out down there. There were chairs and a TV, and we used to watch a lot of movies down there. Well, and you got you, and you found your way out. Impressive. <laughs> Any adult movies you were watching? <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, let's see. Do we want to jump right into lightning round? Yeah, we can do lightning oh, round. Oh, wow. Now. Okay. All right. Let's get this done. All right. So since last time you joined us, Devin, I, I've, I've reduced the number of questions. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. it started not becoming a lightning round anymore. So I got five questions for us here. Uh, first off, kind of a little bit based off of something we said earlier. How many times, how many more times of money? Was spent compared 1, to the first. There it is. <laughs> yeah, one thousand. Uh, who was originally cast as Bucho? Raul Julia. Nice. Gomez Gomez Adams. I yeah. Believe. yeah. Yep. And Bison from Street Fighter. That's right. Uh, he was actually yeah originally cast. I said it right the first time. How many days did they have to film with Cheech Marin? Six. Uh, and Buscemi? Seven. Oh uh, man, you guys are tied up. 
The movie was originally called El Pistolero. What does that stand for? The pistol or something? The gun? The, the, the gunman. The, the gunman. gunman. That's what it was. <laughs> there it is. And according to my count, what is the body count? 67. Man, that's like a split like... <laughs> I, I think Devin got you by one. Ty goes to the guest. Yeah, I'll there give it, I'll give it to the guest. Yeah, not you. You win. You win a beer that you brought us. Awesome. <laughs> Woo! That, that's true. It's the second uh, episode, not in a row, but the second episode where the guest has brought us a uh, beer to drink. Yeah, I'm really enjoying this. It's yeah. uh, Mexican beer, yeah. Victoria. Yeah, it's good. None of us had ever had it. No. Nope. Good way to celebrate. Yeah, sure is. Um, so kind of getting into the numbers on this, we, we kind of danced around it, but the budget on this is $7 million, uh, and I have a domestic gross of $25 million. I, I couldn't find any worldwide numbers. I don't know if it was released worldwide, but 25 from 7 is still a pretty pretty big hit, I would say. Yeah. Um, and then the top grossing movies of 95, we've talked about these before, but uh, Toy Story... Uh, Batman Forever and Apollo 13. Mm -hmm. Uh, 95 is a year that we've actually done quite a few movies for on the podcast. Uh, Desperado came in 66. Hold on, before you spoil it. Oh, that was too quiet. Let me try it again. Pop quiz, hot shot. So I have a pop quiz relating to that, but you're going to probably already get it. So maybe I'll I'll gear it more towards Devin. Okay. So Danny Trejo in, in the movie... Um, isn't another movie that we did in 1995. Do you know what movie that was? Oh, man, I I don't know. It has Robert De Niro in it. <laughs> De Niro? Yep. Oh, man. And Al Pacino. I don't know if it's 95. You did Heat, right? Yeah, yeah. it's Heat. It oh, it's Heat. heat. He's yeah. in that? He's he in is. Heat. Yeah. He doesn't have a huge role, but, okay. he, but he's yeah. in it. He's in yep. it, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so Desperado came in 66 in the year, and movies that we've done that beat Desperado, 52 was Judge Dredd, mm-hmm. uh, 27 was Bad Boys, and 25 was Heat, which we just talked about. So 95 is a year that we've hit quite a bit. Yeah, is that four? Uh, yeah, this is our fourth one fourth in one. 95. Uh, and then Rotten Tomatoes on this, a uh, Rotten Tomatoes of 61%. Okay. And an audience score of 79%. Yeah, I I would say that's about fair. I could see that. Yep. Yeah, that seems about right to me, so. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, so for our cast, uh, I've got... Obviously, uh, our our lead here of uh, El Mariachi is Antonio Banderas. Right. Yep. Um, which, I mean, he had done other movies up to this point, but I feel like this was, was this kind of the one that, that kind of shot out to make him more of a star, if I remember right? Well, he was in a couple of other bigger movies. I just don't, I'm not super familiar with these movies. He was in Philadelphia, which I think oh, came okay. out in 93. Yeah, yeah. He was in Interview with a Vampire in 94. But okay. I don't know what kind of a role he played. This was a lead role. Yeah, I guess, and yeah, I'm not too familiar with either of those movies to know how big his part was in them. But I, I think this was, you know, fairly early in his career, so. Yeah. Yeah, because after that, we see him in, like, Mask of Zero. He's in Expendables. He does, I forget, he does, he's in Spy Kids. Oh, yeah, Robert Rodriguez, <laughs> Robert, right? Yeah, that's yeah. Rodriguez, too. Yep, and then uh, he's in the Shrek series. He's, he's oh, Puss, yeah, Puss in and Boots. Boots. Yeah. yeah, that's him. So, yeah, we definitely, I think he may have actually had maybe more of a music career before. I guess I don't his know. acting career. I, yeah, I know he was, and I know he was in a lot of like Spanish type stuff, Mexi- yeah. Mexican films or whatever, because he yeah. was in quite a few things before this. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, we also have uh, Joaquim de Almeida, uh, who plays uh, Bucho, as we mentioned. Yep. Now he is not. I I did not recognize him in anything else. Did you guys have him for anything? No, I did not. I didn't recognize him. It's, okay. it's probably if LPJ was here, he'd be like, "Oh, well, he was uh, this guy." Yeah. But I, I didn't recognize him. Uh, Salma Hayek uh, is with us. Uh, who plays? Yes, uh, she is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who plays uh, Caroline? Is that right? Caroline or Carolina? Ca- Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Carolina. Uh, Steve Buscemi, who plays as Buscemi. Buscemi. <laughs> Do you know why that is? Because they because I wrote the him? part for they him. They wrote right? it for him. Yeah. yeah. Which uh, I guess maybe another quick little pop quiz here. Pop quiz, hot shot. Seven days. No, we already did that. We already did have a craft show. Oh, okay. Uh, how old is Steve Buscemi when this movie comes out? Ugh. I have no 50. idea. 50? 50 already? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to say younger than that. I'm going to say like 38. 
Nailed it. Wow. 38. Wow. Look See, at that. I feel like he looks the same age throughout his entire career. So when I saw that he was only 38, I kind of agreed with you. I'm like, he looks like he's like 50 in this movie. I yeah. mean, he does look older. I'm just thinking about how old yeah. I feel like he is. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I don't know why I guess 50. That was bad. No. <laughs> I, I, he's only me. 61 today. So I just found that very interesting. Uh, Cheech Marin. Uh, is with us, good old Cheech. As short bartender. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he plays a great role, though. Yeah, he does. Uh, we've got Quentin Tarantino, uh, who is the pickup guy. Yeah. Uh, and then we mentioned earlier, uh, Danny Trejo was the last one that I had brought up. Yeah, that, uh, I had him on my list, too. Yeah. Which I don't remember him ever having a name. They, um, I had his, like... Like Navajas or yeah, Navajas or yeah, something, something like, like that. Guy, okay, yeah. Navajas. He doesn't but, have he, any, but he doesn't have a line. He, yeah, he doesn't have any dialogue yeah. in the film. Yeah, which this gives me, this might be my last pop quiz. Pop quiz, hot shot. Um, Danny Trejo is related to someone in this movie. He's him and uh, Robert, Robert Rodriguez, Rodriguez their second, second cousins. cousins. Yeah, yeah. They, they found out while filming that yeah. they were uh, second cousins. And I did lie, I do have one more. Pop quiz, hot shot. Who was actually signed up to J Lo? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sama Hayek's character of Cara, Carolina uh, was supposed to be J Lo. So yeah, I saw she, that. She turned that down. All right, I think I'm pop quizzed out here. Unless <laughs> you got a lot of them. Has any? Yeah, yeah I try, with the lightning round too. I, I, you know, I felt like we've been missing the pop quizzes with the lightning yeah, round. Yeah, I, I so. would say that. Yeah, I never think about pop quizzes, so I'm glad that you uh, brought some to the table. Yeah, no, it's all good. Uh, you ready to get into these net worths? Sure am. All right, let's start off with uh, Bucho himself, Joaquim D. Almeida. What do you think for him? I, I mean, maybe he's done some other I'm gonna like, say like five foreign languages, uh, more movies rather. I'll just say three million. Ten million dollars. Oh, damn, dude's right. loaded. Um, what about Steve Buscemi? What do you think about Steve? He's Buscemi? never a major role, so I feel like he's yeah, gonna only he was, be like eight million. But he was also in like Boardwalk Empire, and I mean, he's done TV shows. I'm gonna say I don't know, seventy million. Uh, thirty-five million. Wow. Well, we uh, kind of split it there. What do you guys think about Quentin Tarantino? What's, I think Quentin's big. I'm gonna say like two hundred million. Okay. I'm gonna go a little less. I'm gonna say a hundred. A uh, hundred and twenty. Okay. okay. So, uh, what about Selma Hayek? You know, it's funny because one would think she's not worth a lot, but I think I remember seeing something about how she married some loaded dude, and I don't know if they're accounting for that. <laughs> and I guess I don't know either. I just looked at the numbers, so I'll say thirty million. Uh, I, I, it's gonna be. I feel like I'm gonna. <laughs> I, if I come in with a number like that, like fifty million, I feel like it's gonna be way off. Okay, what are you gonna say? I'll say fifty. Uh, 115 million. Okay. Dang. So they're not taking into account, I think, the guy she married, because I think the guy's like a multi billionaire oh, or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then finally, uh, Antonio Banderas. Um, 80 million. Okay. I'm going to say around Buscemi, like 40 million, 30 million. Pretty close. 45 million. Okay. So, uh, and that is all I have. I was nowhere near any of those. <laughs> you were a little off, but. I was a little off. I was pretty good last time, but not, not this round. That was not good. Um, so we talked about the writer, director, Robert Rodriguez. Uh, composer, the people did the music on this was uh, the band Los Lobos. Yeah, which the Los Lobos um, are a pretty famous band. Uh, they've been nominated to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're famous for, for their cover of La Bamba. Yeah. I think that was from the 80s. If I remember right, yeah, yeah, it was for the 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 Richie Valens movie. I can't think of. I think it was called Labamba. I think it was right? yeah, called Labamba. I think it was with um, Lou Diamond Phillips. Yes, correct. Uh, and so with that, we do have uh, the song that we're going to go ahead and play for you um, while the credits are rolling. Uh, Antonio Banderas is is playing with the band Los Lobos. Uh, and he he sings and plays guitar, so I felt like it it should be we should give him his due respect and go ahead and play this tune for him. So here's a little Spanish Spanish. What's Spanish? <laughs> I don't Sp know. Well, Sp well, Spanish. Oh boy, mariachi. <laughs>
muy honrado que me gusta lo mejor A mujeres no me falta ni el dinero ni el amor Jineteando en mi caballo por la sierra yo me voy Las estrellas y la luna ellas me dicen dónde voy Ay, 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 ay mi amor Ay mi morena de mi Desperado <laughs> Oh, sorry um, and they said that he did all his own guitar work they for the movie. Yeah, yeah, sing and play the guitar. It's yeah. pretty good. I mean, it is. He sounds good. So. Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty impressive, actually. Want to give credit where credit is due for yeah. sure. It's not a bad song. No, I like this song too. And I, I, obviously, that comes up like after this opening scene in the in the movie. But there's, I don't know, there's something about it like when it flashes across the screen, like Desperado. It mm-hmm. almost comes across like kind of cheesy. I don't yeah. know if you guys felt that too. A little but bit. I did like the song. Yeah. Though. Yeah, it's actually how I played it is through YouTube, yeah. and, it, and it's actually showing that part of the movie. And Banderas just has this intensity in his face yeah. too uh, when he's singing the song. Yeah. So yeah, and you can and showing him strumming the guitar and everything. So uh, the soundtrack, or actually uh, this, the movie won a Grammy award. I don't know if any of you caught that. I did not I, see. I that. did see that. It was for um, like best pop instrumental performance. Yeah, it was the Mariachi Suite, which yeah. I don't know, like, maybe it's like near the end of the film, like kind of like an ending credit song. It's not this song that we just played. No. That's something different. Yeah, I'm not really sure. But, I, I saw that, but I didn't know what song it was, and I guess I didn't look into it any further. <laughs> I didn't either. I think I wanted to. Quickly lost interest. Yeah, yeah I was I like, oh, that's interesting. I wrote it down, but I didn't check out the song. So Yeah, but still, yeah. Grammy Award. I, I think there's another movie we've done on the podcast that won a Grammy for its soundtrack. It's Was it... Um, oh, shit. It was... Uh, oh, I don't think you were with us. I think uh, it was Con Air. Oh, okay. That so How Do I Live the, the with Leanne Trisha Ryan. Ryan. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. I think that was the other one that that, that became the case. <laughs> God, that movie was a dumpster fire. <laughs> 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 anyway, we're not talking about Con Air. Uh, so, yeah. So, you know, we, we mentioned uh, Robert Rodriguez, and, and obviously Rod, uh, Rodriguez is, is a much bigger name now yeah. uh, than what he was when this movie first Absolutely. came out. You know, I always think of Sin City from Dust Till Dawn, which came out the year after this uh, film here. Um, they also did like, Grindhouse and Planet Terror and exactly and so yeah. and that's that's kind of the other thing I wanted to bring up is that is that obviously he him and Tarantino are so similar uh, in how their work is um, that it does make me uh, enjoy how we see this movie play out. Um, so I feel like you don't hear that much from Robert Rodriguez like recently though. Like I haven't like what's the last thing that he did? I don't know. You know, LPJ is mentioned. I guess he has a TV channel, like a network. Oh yeah, like the L El- Ray or whatever it is. He does yeah. mention that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. Like I can't remember what he says that it plays. Is it like westerns and that kind of stuff? I can't remember. It's I weird. don't know. If only yeah. we could let him out of the closet to ask him. That's true. <laughs> but we we don't want to hear him talk. So, That's true. You know, we'll let that go. We'll let it go. Um, it, it's kind of funny, like reading into the low, low budget, or you know how much money they had. I read that it said that they only had like two stuntmen that they used yeah, for the they entire did all the, film. Yeah, which I is kind of which is kind of wild if you think about it, because this movie is pretty action heavy. So the thing that they only had two stuntmen who did all the stunts in the entire movie is kind of crazy. But yeah, it, it is crazy because there is some intense shit that goes down in this movie. So uh, we could probably start to get into it, huh? Yeah, sure. I mean, let's work through the plot here. Um, the opening of the movie is like Steve Buscemi walking into the bar. Uh, Cheech Marin is the bartender. Uh, he he like kind of basically tells him the story about like another bar he was at, and it's like a story about Antonio Banderas like coming into the bar and basically ended up like killing everyone in the bar, right? Yeah, yeah, he basically just says it was like the biggest Mexican he's ever seen. Yeah. And there was all these shadows on his face, and he just kind of was really building up the story of this guy. Right. And, and I have to say, I think this might be Steve Buscemi's best acting ever. Wow. Really? <laughs> he, I thought he did an amazing job. 38-year-old Steve Buscemi. <laughs> yeah, he, peaked, just... he peaked at 38. <laughs> Like, he has this level of intensity when he's sharing the story while still, like, in between telling the story, like, asking for a beer and, yeah. and like, wiping his face and saying that the beer tastes like piss. And, like, it's, it, it's again, like, it's so Tarantino and how the dialogue is being driven right. that it's it just, it's great storytelling. And I think that he executes it 
perfectly. Like he, I just love the way that he he shares the story uh, with you know Cheech Marin and the other guys that keep kind of looking at him. It's just his pauses, you know, the, the different ways that he phrases different parts of the story. Like it, it creates that little level of fear in right. the guys that are in the bar. Yeah, but it's also funny at the same time. Yeah. Like you said, when he's getting the beer and then he asks for a cleaner mug and Cheech, you know, says something <laughs> like, "That's the cleanest one I have." And I wrote down a line that he says because I crack up when he says it. Uh, he, he calls um, when he's def- uh, talking about other people. He says, "World class turds," <laughs> and I don't know why I thought that was so funny, but it like made me laugh out loud. And, it, and it's great, too, because, like, Steve Buscemi is so white. Yeah. And, you know, like, when he walks into this bar, like, he just sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah. So it sets, like, a great, like, scenery-wise, like, what is, like, who the hell is this guy that's walking in? Like, where is he coming from? And then he just, like, dominates the audience of the bar with his yeah. storytelling. And this is, like, during when he's telling the story about Antonio Banderas, it's when we get the first glimpse of his, like, guitar case full of guns. And, mm-hmm. like, it's a really, I mean, it's a quick action sequence, but it's a really kind of really cool one up front where he's just, like, basically wasting all those guys in the bar. Yeah, and my favorite part of that scene, because obviously he's in the bar telling the story, but it's flashing to what's at, what he's describing or whatever. Yeah. Um, and after he kills everybody, he talks about how he catches eyes with, with this Mexican Antonio Banderas he's looking at Steve Buscemi and he kind of gets up and he's walking towards him and Antonio Banderas kind of slickly reaches back and like slides his hands through his hair and then pulls out the gun I don't know if you guys remember that but that scene is so cool I think (laughs) it's so awesome how he pulls that gun out yeah and I love the hand cannon gun that he yeah. uses. That thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, again, it, it's some of that over-the-topness, but I feel like it works so well. Like, yeah. when, when people are getting blown just across the room, yes. yeah. it's so, like, the guys are just literally flying <laughs> in the air. Did I you, love it. Did you guys read that they said that, like, they, they didn't use, like, squibs for this movie? That they used, like, basically they had, like, they made it sound like it was kind of like a gun that, like, shot the blood on people because they wanted to get yeah. like more of a realistic effect, yeah. but they said that it was like too realistic. They had to like cut some of it they had out. to cut a bunch out because yeah. they, the movie originally got an NC seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm happy you brought that up because even like at the very very end, I guess the the movie had a completely different ending, but because it was so bloody and gory yeah. that they they actually just didn't use any of it. Yeah. yeah, they said that it ended with like a big shootout Huge and all shootout. that stuff, and yeah. that they ended up cutting it because they had an NC seventeen and they had to cut out some of the violence, so they went with the ending that they had. So. Um, so back to where we're at. So after that opening that we talked about, there's that, the guitar scene, you know, that we, uh, that we played the clip from where he's playing guitar and stuff like that. And then I think it's like, didn't I read that it's like a recreation of a scene from El Mariachi, like where he gets shot in the hand and stuff like... I think so. I saw something about that. Like I said, I saw that El Mariachi like once and it was a long time ago. I don't remember it very well, but I did see something about that. Yeah, because they show him like basically after he plays the song, they show him and he's like with his like dead girlfriend Mm -hmm. and then like he gets shot in the hand. Then he like wakes up and it was like a dream that he was having. Yeah. I like how in that scene there's a guy that's like lighting a match and he uses someone's forehead. Yeah, Yeah. like his (laughs) cheek or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's also like the guy's like holding the knife to the girl and Antonio Banderas like knocks him with the guitar <laughs> and like it, like hits him with it it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um so he so he wakes up from the dream, you know, he meets with uh Steve Buscemi. They're like buddies, I guess, and they're kind of working together. Um He's kind of like his informant, I guess. Yeah, like he's trying to find this guy Bucho. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, it's the last guy on his list apparently and he's he's Steve Buscemi's working with him but kind of reluctantly it seems like yeah. to find Bucho, you know, yeah. so he can finish his like revenge list if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um then we kind of get introduced to Danny Trejo. We don't really know really like, quickly though. Yeah, like, really we, quickly. We don't like I kind of like that mystery. Like we don't really yeah. know why he's there. Like for a while you're thinking Maybe he's working with El Mariachi and Buscemi, but then you're also like, well, I don't know if that's yeah. necessarily true. And I hadn't seen this in so long, I could not remember. I was like, wait, is he like, are they partners or what? Like, I couldn't figure it out because especially when he's like following him after the second bar scene. Yeah. Like, and he doesn't kill him there. And I was like, oh, I was like, is they're working together? I was, I was confused. Yeah. And before, before they go, like you see him the second, because the first time I think you see him, 
um, Antonio Banderas is like hitchhiking and yeah. you get to see the back of his cool scorpion jacket, which, yeah. I, which I wrote down because I think it's awesome. And <laughs> I think um, Danny Trejo is just riding in a car and he's like twirling one of his knives or yeah. something. That's like your first glimpse. It's literally for like a second. Which I love how he's using his knives to dial the phone <laughs> yeah. number on the yes. pay phone. <laughs> Stabs the pay phone. It's awesome. Yeah. But then I think before you see him the second time is when they actually go to Bucho's house and there's like that fight scene between the guy that's trying to be, become a member of his crew oh, and then yeah. he makes him fight like his best fighter and he like oh, ends up yeah, breaking yeah, yeah. that guy's leg. Yeah, yeah. Which is a pretty cool scene. Yeah. He yeah, he like guy. round, like he gets his ass kicked but then all of a sudden he just like throws in like a roundhouse kick and knocks the guy out. It, it has the noise of like the crunch. Yeah. yeah. It's like, ugh. But yeah. yeah, it's a good scene. But yeah, then you see Danny Trejo again like at Cheech's bar. I think he he's like, like outside up. the bar and he yeah. like, that's when he dials the phone with yeah. a knife. Because yeah. that's one of my notes. It says Danny Trejo dials phone with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> Great um, note. So that's when Quentin Tarantino shows up um, at Cheech Marin's bar. And I think, uh, my, what's my, can you explain to me what he's like a drug dealer or he's. Well, because that's what Bucho is. Bucho's a drug dealer. So when he shows up, he walks in with this other Mexican guy yeah. and they sit down at the bar and they just, you know, order some beers or whatever. And they hand Cheech, I believe, these like cards. Correct. And I think what they're doing is they're like checking to make sure these guys are who they say they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because obviously the one guy yeah, doesn't last shoot, very long. They shoot the one guy <laughs> and, and he's he says like he, like, he didn't check, check out. Yeah, exactly. Because then you know Tarantino ends up going in the back of the bar through that like shit stall oh, that's yeah. disgusting, it's and so he's gross. he's getting like money and stuff. So and he has that long scene where he tells that story about the guy like pissing all over the place at the which bar. is a funny joke. I oh, mean, it, it's I, so tar- Tarantino. Like it, I felt like he was being himself in that scene. Yeah, because it's like oh this guy like pees all over the place and like basically i think the joke was like oh yeah those guys over there they said they'd give me five hundred dollars if i peed on like you or something like that camera but it's like a really like very dialogue heavy it is very quentin tarantino yeah yeah so much it was like he was gonna get three hundred dollars to do it um but then he asked the other guys for five hundred dollars so ends up making money in the end was kind of the deal oh yeah that's what because he said that he could pee into the glass from a certain like distance without spilling a drop yeah that's what it was okay Um, yeah, so he goes back to that secret room behind that really gross-looking bathroom stall. So gross. Which, what's going into that, that bath, not to talk about the shit that's all over the place, but I guess that that's actually a scene that uh, Banderas actually directed. Yeah, I saw, I saw something that, yeah. about that. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess Robert Rodriguez doesn't like to use second units uh, when he films, so Banderas was kind of like, I'll do it, and he's like, all right, sure. So I think that's kind of interesting. That's cool. Um, I don't know if Banderas beyond this has any other real directing roles or whatnot. I guess yeah, I'm, I, I'm sure just not that. an expert of Antonio Banderas. No, me neither. So. Um, so Antonio Banderas ends up, he shows up at the bar next. Um, and they, he wants to see like what's in the guitar case. I think that's the big thing. And when he opens mm. it up, there's like a guitar. It's like a fake oh, yeah. guitar. Yeah. guitar. It's like but a that, false bottom. Type yeah. Deal. But then I think what happens is I think like, doesn't the false bottom like open up? Yeah. Yeah. It, and then, like, he sees all the guns, and then it just, yeah. like... And they're like, he's the guy! And, like, shit hits the fan. He's got those sweet guns. The first guy he kills, the, the guns, like, shoot out of his sleeves. Yeah, and right. it is super cool. It is so cool. Yeah, they're, like, hidden in his sleeves, and he just kind of, like, does that motion, and they pop out, and he shoots them. It's really cool. And spoiler alert, that happens later in the movie, too. That sure does. Yeah. Kill, but. But, and that whole, that whole sequence in the bar where he's... That shootout, it's so cool. I... Love that scene so much. Again, just so Tarantino, yeah. you know? But it's done like Tarantino likes to wait for those type of scenes, like at the end of his films. I love how Rodriguez just goes right for it, like 20 minutes in. Yeah. Because we see Tarantino and Cheech Marin die. Yeah. During the battle. And I was like, oh, they're gone already. Yeah. Like, I was kind of sad to see him go. Uh, but I mean, he pops Cheech like right in the face. I like I like the scene. I like the part in that that fight where like guys kind of like on the ground on top of him, and he like kicks, kicks him, him off away. with his legs, yeah. and, and then, then shoots sh- him when he's in the air. Yeah, it's awesome. It's so cool. It is and my was, favorite. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say my. I also love the part when I think it's like the accountant that was like counting the money in the back. He comes mm-hmm. out and he like sneaks around the side, and they get into a little bit of a shootout, and then they both run out of ammo, oh, and they're they, picking oh, up different oh, guns. Yeah. Empty. They yeah. keep picking up the empty. <laughs> Guns. <laughs> and then he, I think he ends up breaking his neck. Like yeah, that's yeah. how he kills him. Yeah, but. he does break his neck. So a yeah. little bit of you know 
comedic humor in there. And, but my favorite one is when he shoots the ceiling fan on the guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's smacking the guy in the face. <laughs> the fan's still running, and it's smacking his face, and you can hear the flap of his skin. Yeah. I'm like, that is awesome. Yeah. The blades just keep hitting his face from the ground. Because that's when he leaves the bar, and there's, like, the one guy that survived is, like, following him down the street. And that's when we're introduced to Selma Hayek. Hayek. I yeah. think it's like 38 or so minutes into the movie, and mm-hmm. she shows up. And of course, it's her walking around, you know, through the street, and two cars collide because they're distracted, <laughs> yeah, I, staring at <laughs> yeah, her. Yeah, likes that. Yeah, because and like the guy shoots Antonio Banderas, it gets him like in the arm. Yeah, but uh, he ends up killing the guy, I believe, right? He does, and it, and if you listen to the lyrics of the music that's playing in the background when that's happening, first of all, the guy that's walking behind him, I think he's the lead singer of the band that is singing that song in the background. Oh, that's cool. But the lyrics say, don't look back, don't look back, and the oh. guy's obviously oh, really? li- literally right behind him, so I, I feel like they did that on purpose. But yeah, oh, the, way he, the way he kills that guy, because he kind of like pushes Selma Hayek's character out of the way, kind of saves her, he yeah. takes a bullet or two or whatever it is. And then he puts two guns right in that guy's throat and just pulls the trigger and blood just goes yeah. everywhere. It's awesome. It's such a good scene. <laughs> um, and then Bucho walks into the bar. Yeah. And sees that just everyone is massacred. Yes. Right. And I also like how, because I think Banderas wrote like a note. Yeah, he left him a note. What did the note say? Again? I don't know that they ever show, which I think is cool, you yeah. know, because Bucho picks up the note and I think he reads it, obviously. And they, I don't think they ever show you what it said. Yeah, I guess I don't remember. He does leave him the note. It's like on, it's on like a, like a, um, like a receipt, like a tag. Like you would write, like yeah. when you're writing out an order. Yeah. yeah. And also, like, you know, El Mariachi leaves all that money. He does. So he knows that uh, okay, he's he's not here to rob me. He's he's here to fucking hunt me down and kill me. Yeah. So did you pick up on the other little thing that happens with Bucho and the little boy that plays the guitar throughout the movie? I feel like he did he like recognize the song or yeah. something. Yeah. So what it is is when Banderas I think sat down to like teach that kid a little bit about how to play. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he teaches him. It must be like some sort of a song. I mean, not to get into too much of what you end up finding out yeah. later, but he he clearly recognizes. Yeah, because he does hear it and he kind of walks outside and he kind of just looks at the little boy like you know in a strange way. So you kind of feel like something's going on there. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, we find out that uh, Sama Hayek, uh, Carolina, uh, is running a bookstore in this town. Um, but I mean, from from what we hear, like the town is owned by by Bucho pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Uh, and we do find out later on that that essentially Car- Carolina uh, is kind of like a, a middleman for for Bucho, right? Like, I believe she's holding on to money for him. Something or, like that. Or it's drugs, or she's letting him keep drugs, drugs in, yeah. the, in, the, in the building or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's keep, what allows her to keep yeah, this bookstore open in the middle of nowhere. He pays much. her, like, $50,000 a year to just, like, keep drugs in the bookstore. And, like, Antonio Banderas is kind of, like, taken aback by this, but she's like, yeah, he owns the town, you know? He, like, everyone's in business with him. Yeah, because obviously they, you know, Banderas and Selma Hayek kind of stay close because she helps him like remove the bullet yeah. that's in there. Which is kind of gross, by the way, when she's digging out his arm. Like I was, it was kind of graphic when oh, they were showing all really? the stuff in the arms. It was, and it's kind of funny again because she's like reading a book, like how to do it, and then he like tries to take pain meds and he sucks down like hot water and he's like <laughs> spitting it all over yeah. the place. It's yeah. it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's. I mean, this movie is very action heavy, but it's also really funny. Like it's just, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like super broad funny, but I I, I chuckled at quite a bit in this movie. So I have a pop quiz real quick. Okay. Oh, oh, oh hold on, hold on. <laughs> He's unprepared. There it is. So when she's helping um, remove the bullet and he's kind of passed out or whatever, she ends up finding the guitar case with all the guns in it. Mm-hmm. And there's obviously one gun in there that kind of sticks out. I believe they refer to it as the dick gun or the yeah. penis gun. <laughs> yeah. Um, that gun shows up in another movie. Do you know what movie it shows up in? Uh, I saw this, and now I'm having trouble remembering uh, what it is. Is it something like soon after this movie? Yes. Was it from Dust Till Dawn? It was. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Nice. I didn't yeah. catch that. One. And I and I read that they had some scenes that used that gun in this movie, but there's some yeah. of the stuff that got cut out when they yeah. were trying to get rid of the NC-17 rating. Mm. Fair enough. Um, we then pretty much. Then we run into Trejo again, right? Yeah. So after he's all patched up and it seems like he's going to be back on the hunt for uh, for Bucho, uh, Danny Trejo shows up. Um, he kills Steve Buscemi. He kills Buscemi because they had a quick meeting in like a church. Yeah. And Buscemi yeah. like didn't want anything to do with, with El Mariachi anymore. He's like, you're going to get yourself killed. I'm out. 
And so he went to kind of chase after Buscemi, and that's when Trejo uh, kind of stops them in the street. And it's a sweet scene because he's got, you know, he kind of opens up his coat or, or shirt or whatever it is, and he's got all of these knives and yeah, daggers yeah. or whatever out. And he just <laughs> starts whipping them. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. Does. And it's like a really fun thing because the Bucho's men are out to find El Mariachi, but they get confused and they think it's Danny Trejo. So he's basically battling Bucho's men. He's yes. like killing them and they're they're fighting him, and it's really funny. Yeah, I love yeah. that part when he jumps on top of the limo and he's literally just chucking them. Oh in my it. god, <laughs> it's so good. It's great. And then obviously he he ends up getting shot. Yeah, they kill him. I think it's the guy that uh, whose leg got broken. It, it, right? <laughs> it is. Yeah. And it's so funny because then like they take him back and like um, Bucho's on the phone <laughs> with that. Is it like the Dominicans or uh, it's just his Colombians? It's, yeah, it's whoever Columbians, he's obviously which, reporting by the way, back his, to. His cell phone is hilarious. It's yes. so big. Oh, yeah. Yes. But like, and they're still like, they're talking about how they already sent a guy, and they're like, oh yeah, they're like, well, what's he look like? And they're like describing him. They're like, oh, he's got a big tattoo on his chest, and he uses knives, and it's like just as they like drop the dead body, and he has money on him to to call you on a payphone, stab the numbers. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's so funny because it's like, ooh, we killed the wrong guy. Yeah. And, and Banderas, man, he gets the shit like yeah. stabbed out of him. Yeah, he yeah. takes multiple knives. Yeah, yeah he, he gets a bunch of knives in him. He's he's in rough shape again. Uh, he does manage to save the guitar kid from getting hit by a truck, though. He yeah. does. He's like walking through the streets, like bleeding on all the buildings, <laughs> smearing blood. Yeah, everywhere. that's that cool scene where he's walking yeah. and his arms against the building, and it's leaving like the trail yeah. of blood. And that's where we find out that um, not only is some Hayek character like helping out with with Bucho, but then we find out that the kid, yes, was. There was a conversation early on where he was talking about like his dad's guitar or whatever. Yeah, and it turns out that there's there's drugs in this little boy's guitar as well because I th- believe the father doesn't have a job or isn't working. He used to be a mariachi player, but yeah. can't find work. Yeah, yeah. And so at that point, uh, Bucho actually shows up to the bookshop. Yeah, uh, to talk with Selma Hayek. With Selma Hayek, which is a great scene because like she like throws Mar- El Mariachi. I, um, like over the side of the bar or the stand or the counter or whatnot. I love that scene when he's like trying to load the Super gun. Super low key. He's like, try- yeah. like trying to do it so quietly. He's trying to put the bullets in there and like it's so great because he's like uh, behind the counter and they keep cutting to him and he's like loading the bullets and he's trying to do it without making noise. I, I love that part. Yeah, it's great. It, it's again, it's 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 that Tarantino of like that intensity. Um, that's waiting for that moment, you know, to see, like, is it going to happen? Is he going to yeah. jump out and want to do it? You know, we find out he, he has to hold on because obviously that would kill her as well. Yep. Um, so he, he can't he can't make the move on that. So they get in a little fight, but then, you know, he stays with Selma Hayek and teaches her how to play guitar. Yeah. And then uh-huh. what else happens, Joe? Uh, I have in my note uh, Bone Zone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's what I wrote in my note was Bone Zone. I yeah. have on here some of boobies me likey. <laughs> oh, that, that is hilarious. No way. That's not what your note says. Uh, yeah, or more likey or something. I can confirm that's what Sphinx's note says. So another fun thing. I love my I, wife. <laughs> another fun thing that I saw in here is Robert Rodriguez said in his DVD commentary that the day they shot the Selma Hayek love scene with Banderas, the entire crew showed up to watch it. <laughs> I saw that, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I saw that. That was pretty funny. Um <laughs> So after that, like uh, after that, Bucho's having sex, but yeah. like, he just like is it, sitting there, and then he blows smoke in the girl's mouth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so gross. And then like he, I don't know how. How did he figure out that El Mariachi was at the bookstore? It, you know, I feel like maybe he just felt while he was there that she was lying to him, but maybe yeah. he just didn't say it right then. Because as soon as he's done with his quick little love scene, he basically just jumps on the phone and says, you know, I, I think he's there. Kill them both. Yeah. yeah. So they show up and there's a big shootout at the bookstore. The bookstore gets set on fire. Uh, they escape like through the roof. There's that sweet scene where he's like falling kind of off the roof like backwards or like jumping and he's like shooting while mm. he's like falling backwards yeah that seems a little bit crazy and even before <laughs> that too it's it's she's like sitting there with like her eyes closed like playing the guitar and he kind of wakes up and he sees these shadows like yeah. in, like yeah. behind and he's got two guns in each hand yeah and he keeps bringing them closer and he's basically pointing them right at selma hayek yet she's completely oblivious but right. i think that scene is cool because yeah. it's like yeah. what's gonna happen right now but then, yeah, they get into that scene where they jump off the building. He, like, shoots off backwards, and it's like he's going to fall, like, 20 feet down and land on his back. 
but yeah. he just rolls out of it. Yeah. Th- then he tosses those grenades down below, and you know they're walking along the roof, and the big explosion, yeah. That's which like, I believe is the cover. It's the cover of the movie. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, he has a chance to kill Bucho. Like, he's in his sights, and he doesn't do it, and we don't know why. No. Like, Salma Hayek keeps asking him why he didn't do it, but he just kind of walks away and doesn't yeah, do she's, it. Yeah, she's obviously upset because she thinks, okay, if he's alive, then he could come kill me. Why didn't you kill mm-hmm. him right there? And he never really answers the question. No, he doesn't. So this is the first time he actually sees Bucho, is that yes. correct? Right. So that's when he, yeah, okay. So then, then like, I don't, he, he, I guess I don't really know exactly what happens next. He tells Salma Hayek, like, his backstory, like, about how his girlfriend got killed and his mm-hmm. hand got shot and how he's been hunting down all the people and, like, all the drug dealers they work for Bucho and he's, like, the last person on his list. Uh, and so I think he makes a decision that he is going to go after Bucho because that's when he calls his buddies on the phone. Yeah, and his buddies were actually in that that mariachi band in the in the title scene. They were the other two guitar players. So he basically calls these guys and says, "Bring your bring your guitars," I yeah. think is what he says. So they they show up in town and they they both got guitar cases. And then there's like <laughs> Bucho's men show up and there's this big shootout. Now, one of the guys Guitar cases are like machine guns. Like they have, yes. like, they yeah. just like hold them, and there's machine guns that pop out of the front. And he's just like shooting, and then the other guy, it's a rocket launcher. <laughs> yeah, like he like flips it over his shoulder. Yeah, and he's like yeah. shooting rockets and like blowing up cars, and like it's so, it's like it's so cool, but it's also like hilarious that this guy is like shooting uh, rockets out of a guitar case. I love it how he has to reload the he, rocket. Yeah, launcher. he like he like <laughs> snaps the guitar case, and yep. yeah, and that like cocks the 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 gun or the ammo or whatever. And again, yeah. we just got we got bodies flying everywhere in oh, the yeah. scene. Like so many of Bucho's men get killed, but both the machine gun guy and the rocket launcher guy both get killed. They too. both get killed. They're yeah. in the movie for like five minutes. Yeah. Well, I love how rocket launcher guy dies too, because he 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 shoots the rocket launcher like straight up in the air. Well, he gets like shot, and then yeah. he, the rocket shoots straight up in the air and like comes, <laughs> comes down, down and like right blows up him. on him. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Um, I did not like though that the boy was shot well yeah during that scene the yeah. little boy obviously gets injured so they take him to the hospital which i felt like that was kind of like again like having kids i'm like yeah like we don't see him get shot but it's still like yeah. i don't really like this it didn't sure. need to be in the film because it doesn't really lead to i don't think it leads to el mariachi's like rage i think the rage that he gets is instead what what's what's about to happen to carolina but uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that maybe kind of influences his decision to like, because I think he's kind of on the fence about Bucho, and then I think after that he's like, all right, well, I got to end this. Because they go to Bucho's place, and that's when we get the big reveal, which is, this is something that I didn't remember about the movie at all, is yeah. that Bucho is Antonio Banderas' brother. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's why, obviously, when we were talking about the, the guitar song that he recognized, it's some sort of family song, which yeah. is obviously a tie to that. And that's why when he had the chance to shoot him initially, he didn't yes. because he was like, oh, it's my brother. Which I loved it because I did not see that coming. Yeah. And it just it seems like it's a it's it's trying to like talk about like Spanish soap operas, like how dramatic those things are, because like obviously that's like a huge like, ooh shit point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I, that's when you actually hear their names. Do you guys remember what their names are? Because that's the Caesar, only, right? Is is that's Bucho. Uh, Bucho. Yeah. I don't remember what El Mariachi's. So name he is. calls him Manito, I believe, like M A N I T O. Uh, I think yeah. that seems right. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Do I have it here? Sphinx is gonna fact. check He's gonna you. fact check me. I am. Um, uh, but it's not showing up here. So. All right. Well, then you're yeah. right. I am right. Oh, uh, Manito. <laughs> here hey. it is. Which is a contraction of Hermanito, which is like younger brother. There you go. All there right. Go. Manito. Um, so I think like Bucho is like, well, you know what? You you cost me a lot of money. You kill a lot of my guys. He's like, but yeah. I'm still not going to kill you because you're my brother. He's like, but I got to kill Selma Hayek. Yeah, because she betrayed him. Because yes. she betrayed me. But like Antonio Banderas is like, Nah, and that's when we see the uh, that's when we see the, uh, the sleeve, come back out. yeah, yeah the, the sleeve, sleeve and they kind of come out, and he shoots them, and that's when we get like, and I didn't understand till afterwards because that's when we get like the fade to black, yes, mm-hmm. and that's where initially there was the big shootout at Bucho's place that they cut completely from the movie because they didn't want to get an NC seventeen, yeah, Correct. which I thought it was kind of an abrupt like end to that scene, like it watching was. it. It was because obviously all those other, all of his other henchmen or whatever, his guys are behind him. So like, what happened yeah. there? Which now, and after reading that fact, though, it made more sense to me. It's like, oh, there was probably a more prolonged like 
yeah. battle scene that they cut out after he shot and Bujo. I really like the way it plays out, though, because it leaves that mystery, like what happened. Like this entire movie we've seen El Mariachi just take out 67 people based on that body count, right? And you see just all the gruesome ways that he kills these people. But then when it comes to the main showdown, like we're kind of left to wonder like how that played out. Yeah. I really like that element of of mystery that happens there. And then kind of the, I guess the coda of it is that we he's back at the hospital. We find out that the guitar kid survived. He's alive. Yep. Um, and then he's gonna he's gonna leave town. We should mention this. This is I think the second time when he asked Selma Hayek if he thanked her, and she was like, "No." And he's like, "I will." And yeah. He and then he just she, turns around and walks away. He walks away. Yeah. yeah. And then kind of the he's like walking, you know, out of town, you know, and he think it's gonna be the end of the movie, but then she pulls up in the jeep, and he hops in, and he like throws the guitar case down, and then like they drive off. And then they back up, and he picks it up, and I think he's like, oh, just in case, and yeah. he picks it uh, up. Uh, get it? Just in case. Just in case, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he picks uh, it up, just uh, in case, and then they drive off, and yep. that's the end of the movie. That's the end. But I kind of like that, because I was really like, oh, he doesn't need the guitar case anymore, and then it was funny that he backs up, and he's like, well, maybe I better get it, just just to be safe. Yeah. Now, a Hovercraft Joe and I have not seen Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Does it, does it kind of, from what you remember, does it take place after the events of this? I think it does, but again, okay. I feel like I have I saw it in the theater, and I don't know that I ever saw it again. And I, So I saw it in 2003. I mean, that was a long time ago, and I didn't do any research on it to see like what the yeah. plot was. I, I know yeah. it, does, it does take, it does pick up after the events yeah. of this movie. I like, just can't remember. Okay. Like, I can't remember exactly how Johnny Depp is involved, but he's like a main character in the movie. So yeah. Sama Hayek is back in it too? I yeah, think she gets I, killed in I, it though. Yeah, I, I think, think that's like does. I think that's like the thing is that like she gets oh. killed and he's like out for revenge because yeah. of that. But I don't know. Maybe we'll watch it sometime. Maybe. I've heard it's not as good as this one though. Yeah, again, like I said, I, I mean, to me, this is the best one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one segment that I skipped from earlier, my fault, is uh, taglines. Oh, taglines. Yeah. I so. starred one of those. There was one that I really liked. <laughs> so we got three of them here that I could find. You didn't play the intro to taglines. No, I don't really like that intro. Oh, I, you I changed decided. your mind on it? Okay. I changed my mind on it. Um, so he came back to settle the score with someone, anyone, everyone. <laughs> okay. I kind of like that one. It's not mm-hmm. bad. Oh. When the smoke clears, it just means he's reloading. That's the one I like. <laughs> I, kinda, I do kind of like that, yeah. Yeah. And then this last one doesn't, <laughs> this last one doesn't even count. The explosive new film from Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like, I don't even know that's a tagline. That's just like on the poster. Yeah, exactly. Especially because at that point, nobody knew who he was. Nope. <laughs> so there are our taglines. I like the first two. So. Yeah, I like that one about the smoke clearing. That's, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Just means he's reloading. Uh, anything else before we decide to rate this guy? No, I mean I'm looking back through my notes and I feel like we covered like everything that yep. I that I had on, on my list. So. Yeah, like we said before, I mean it's it's a it's a quick watch. Yeah, like perfect length. Yeah. Yes. So all right, here we go then. All right. Well, Devin, you are our guest, so you can either decide to go first or defer. I'm going to go first. All right. Um, big fan of the movie. Um, like I said, I can't remember the, exactly the first time I saw it, but I remembered it well. Um, I've seen it a, a handful of times. I hadn't seen it in a long time, so I was excited to watch it, even though I was kind of told to, to bring this movie to, <laughs> okay. to the podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, but obviously, there's so many great things that happen in this movie. I love the action. I love the... like over-the-top explosions that are going on. I love the little bit of mystery, the little bit of the reveal at the end with the fact that they're related. Obviously, the Selma Hayek scene is is a bonus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot that goes on. And, and again, I mean, I think there's funny things that happen throughout the movie that, that just kind of make you laugh and, and smile. I, I love the movie. I, you know, when I when I sat down here, I, w- I was thinking of a number, and, and I think I'm actually going to go a little bit higher based on our discussion. I'm going to give it four machine guns. All right. Sphinx? Yeah, I, you know, I don't make sense when it comes to me rating <laughs> our movies. Because everything about this movie should make me, like, be like, over the top. No way. Like, not a crazy intense plot. Nah, that's not my thing. But <laughs> I loved this movie. <laughs> uh, I, I loved the, the acting in it. Um, the action scenes, they, they are good. And again, I think, like, 
you can play over the topness in a couple of ways. Like you can play it as like an absolute joke where it just gets to the point of like insanity, like we often see with like Verhoeven movies and whatnot. But I feel like this one it's over the top, but it fits what's going on. It doesn't seem yeah. out of context and what I, it's I trying what to do. No, yeah. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. And so it's it's because of that that I think makes me enjoy that over the topness overall. Uh, so Devin, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. I, I'm gonna give this four machine gun sight. I really enjoyed this, and it makes me kind of want to watch the other movies. And <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I, I think you guys nailed it. I mean, I, I I'm completely on board with you. I I hadn't watched this in a while, but I really enjoyed watching it. It's it, it's like it, it, there's not like a lot of the movies we watch in this. They're good, but there's like lulls. There's no lulls in this movie. It mm-hmm. gets going and it just goes. Like it, it doesn't take you know. Like it, 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 I really appreciated the pacing and how this movie goes from action sequence. Uh, it, it, it is over the top, but kind of like in the perfect way. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny. It is legitimately funny, but mm-hmm. without being like ridiculously funny. Like it's just, I mean, naturally. Not slapstick. Right. It's just naturally funny and some of the stuff. And Antonio Banderas is so cool in it. And the action yeah, sequences are really great. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to give it four machine guns as well. It was, it, I hadn't seen it in so long, and I'm, I'm really glad to watch it again because it was so much fun. And I feel like. Like, maybe it's me being a little bit younger than you guys, but maybe not at all. Like, this is a movie that is not discussed, I feel like. No, I I mean, I remember it kind of being a big deal, like, when it came out. Like, I remember hearing about it in the advertising, but, like, I don't hear about it a lot, like, now. No, not at all. I haven't heard about this movie in a long time. Like, I kind of, I didn't even, I mean, like, we do this podcast, you know, and I didn't even thought about it as a movie to do, and then Devin mentioned it. Well, I thought it was like a Western, (laughs) if you remember from earlier. I had no idea what this movie was about. So I I just bring that up, because if any of our listeners today, like, haven't seen this movie, like, I highly recommend it. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed watching this. Yeah, and you don't need the context of any of the other movies. You can just sit down and watch. Like I said, it's not a long watch, and it's, it's just, it's really good. I think that's one of the things that's pretty cool about it. It is a sequel, and probably most of the people that saw it didn't even realize it was a sequel. Yeah, absolutely. So it is an easy way to just kind of pick it up and watch it. 100%, yeah. Yeah. All right. I think we got it. I think we do. (laughs) Um, Do So, Do you have anything you want to plug, Devin? Yeah. Nope. Nope. Okay. Just checking. Keeping well, it short. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll plug. So, so the other movies you've done with us is we've done Born Identity. Mm-hmm. You did. Let's see, uh, if you can, let's see if you can nail them all. Uh, he was was, he's only been on one. I was this only is... on Born Identity, which I did not agree with you guys on that <laughs> film. I'm not trying to go back to that. Yeah. Um, Mad Max, is that yeah, right? Fury, Fury Road. Fury Road. And my first appearance. Was Starship Troopers? Nope. No. Commando. Yeah, Commando. Commando, which is one I still haven't seen myself. Yeah, you should go Ooh. back and watch Commando. Yes. It's great. It's oh, one of my favorite ones we watch for the podcast it's so good so well there we go so if you want to hear some more Devin we've got three other episodes for you yeah Um, pleasure as always to have you with us yeah Yeah, always great to be here thanks for making it out man yeah Next time you just tell me what movie you want me to bring, Joe, and we'll do that one. Ah, dang it. Uh, We are the last action podcast coming to you every single Monday. Uh, We are part of the GameZilla Media Network, uh, which offers all sorts of other podcasts for for all of you. Uh, Joe, like, what do we have, for instance? Well, I mean, you got uh, Noobs and Dragons, our Dungeons and Dragons podcast, with you and LPJ on it this season. Correct. That's on Wednesdays. Uh, We got the GameZilla, uh, the flagship. That's right. That's on Tuesdays, and you can watch them live on Monday nights. Uh, Yep, and on Thursdays, you got uh, Legend of Retro. Yeah, our vintage video gaming uh, podcast. Uh, and then on Sundays, you got Noiseland Arcade, our Simpsons podcast. That's right. So we're, I mean, we're trying to cover all the grounds. We got movies, we got TV shows, we got old video games, new video games. I, I do some music blogs now too. Uh, and if you if you haven't checked them out, I mean, at this point they, they've been out for a while. But you can go back and you and uh, you and Deadite did those special uh, Last Action podcast uh, Halloween horror movie episodes. That's right, the Nightmare on Last Action podcast. Yeah, so. I listened to a couple of those. I was telling Joe about it. I loved it. Um, <laughs> awesome. I'm a huge I'm a huge horror movie guy. So I didn't even know you guys were going to do that. Yeah, I mean, Deadite is kind of our, our expert horror movie guy, and, and I, as you've listened, like, I know nothing about horror movies. The exception was The Shining, was yeah. the only real horror movie I've ever actually watched. Uh, and then when I found out that he had never seen that movie, I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> so, 
yeah, they've been a lot of fun to do, um, and and we hope to do that each and every year now. So, yeah. so go back and check those out if you haven't haven't listened to them. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, finally, just uh, another reminder, too, if you would like to support us, which we would love to have your support, uh, head on to patreon.com slash gamesillamedia. Uh, for a dollar a month or $5 a month, you can support us uh, in all of these shows and, and what it is that we're trying to do here. Uh, with the $5 a month, we offer you a bunch of additional content. So we have the post-credit scene uh, here on Last Action Podcast, where each month we attack... Different topics that, yeah. that we find interesting. Not not based on a single movie, you know, kind of more genre-based or, you know. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's a lot of fun, and we kind of get to dive in a little deeper to topics. So Yeah, and all the other shows also have specials uh, either every month or every week. It depends on the show. So please consider uh, signing up for that and, and helping us keep uh, these lights on and keep everything going. Yeah, and if you like the show, make sure you check us out on all our social media pages, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You know, throw us a like. And as, as we always say, if there's somebody you want us to cover on the show, a movie we haven't done, just leave us a comment. Let us know because it, it'll, it'll probably get covered. Yeah, I mean, in, in the past, we have had people give us recommendations and we have gone through those movies. In some cases, we've actually had them on board with us. Yeah. So. It'll probably get done as long as it's not Kill Bill. <laughs> <laughs> and so with that, let's see here. <laughs> this last action podcast has been terminated, but we'll be back. Hovercraft Joe, do you think we should uh, let LPJ out sometime? Uh, probably before the next episode. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. 